0: everybody
1: and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for advocacy, resources and education on all things franchising and a great place for local entrepreneurs looking to learn more about the franchising industry. One very vital component of the franchising industry is veteran entrepreneurs or vetrepreneurs. We're lucky enough today to have a local vetrepreneur with us, Rich Messina, owner of the local Play It Again Sports. Thanks for joining us, Rich.
0: My pleasure to be here. Thank you.
1: I've been very much looking forward to this because I know you're also a guy who took your passion for sports and fitness linked up with a franchise and turned it into your own business. Quite a few years ago now, huh? Seven and a half. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. It's going well. You've beat all the metrics, right? Seven and a half years. (laughs) So you were in the United States Air Force at Offutt Air Force Base Mm -hmm. and then transitioned into business ownership through Play It Again Sports,
0: correct? Yes. Tell me a little bit about your experience in the military first. So uh, 22 years, uh, most of that was as a pilot. And, um, traveled all over the country, all over the world, actually moved to uh, Omaha from Norway 12 years ago where I was in a NATO assignment. And, uh, before that we lived in Japan. So had a lot of unique experiences, uh, traveling all over the world and, uh, came to Omaha specifically, uh, for my last assignment flying in the 55th. And, um, like I said, retired, uh, eight years ago next week. Wow. Timing's everything, huh? For the podcast.
1: (laughs) So you're going to share state secrets with us from your NATO days?
0: (laughs) Uh, It was a a great opportunity to be able to work with people from 28 different countries. So uh, I really treasure that opportunity. I can only imagine. Fantastic.
1: So you utilized, uh, from what I understand, your own personal passion for sports and fitness and leveraged that into your business ownership. Is that correct?
0: Yes, I you know, was gonna to go to the airlines. It seemed like the next logical progression for a pilot. Do. All my peers were getting hired and uh but I decided I wanna be my own boss and work twice as much for half the pay and <laughs> um but I'm really glad I did. It's it's been an outstanding experience. Uh always kinda had that uh entrepreneurship spirit and uh looked at different opportunities and when I found played against sports it was right up my alley. I'd been a patron of the brand at other assignments around the country. And so I was familiar with their uh, model Mm -hmm. and uh, came home one day and told my wife, that's what I want to do. And she thought I was a little crazy. She hit the floor. Going from (laughs) flying airplanes to selling sporting goods. But uh, it's been a great experience and um, actually in the process of uh, transitioning out of that uh, to uh, retirement here in the near future. So it's been good. The complete success loop.
1: You... Came to the decision, it wasn't something that you weren't necessarily intending to do because you were thinking about taking the, the pilot route, right? Flying for the airlines. Yeah. Were there skill sets that you developed in your military service that made you more confident going into business ownership?
0: Uh, absolutely. You know, worked um, a lot of long hours, and I knew that was going to be the case, starting my own business. Yeah. um, Wait, it's supposed to be long hours? (laughs) I wasn't aware of that. (laughs) And so um, I had no trouble with, uh, you know, putting in the effort to make the success or failure of the business my own. Um, Leadership skills, I had a lot of opportunity to lead a lot of great people in a lot of different assignments. And uh, transitioning that to, you know, a small staff and now a much bigger staff Mm -hmm. has definitely been a benefit. So a lot of... Things that I learned in the military, certainly work ethic, um, right. comes in handy. So, uh, great experience.
1: Was there a spark? Was there a moment where you said, I think what I want to do is own my own thing? Or was it more of a progressive, knowing that you're transitioning out of the military, it took some time for that
0: thought process to evolve? Uh, as I was approaching retirement, I started looking at different opportunities outside of the airlines and looked at different Franchises, and like I said, when I found played Against Sports, I thought, yeah, this, this makes sense for me. Like I said, passionate about sports, uh, played sports all my life, I still do, loved watching sports, uh, not as much as I love playing sports. But um, the funny thing is, the same weekend I retired, my second son graduated uh, from high school, goes off to college, and I find myself with a garage and basement full of all their gear, all my <laughs> gear, and wondering why isn't there a Plate Against Sports in Omaha? And it it made sense. So um, there was clearly a need for it in the market. And um, then obviously started doing my due diligence, researching Mm -hmm. the franchise through the franchisor, calling other uh, franchisees around the country and uh, chatting with them about their experience. And all those conversations, whether it was 15 minutes or two hours, uh, came down to two things is – it's going to be a lot of work, but a lot of fun, and I found that to be the case. Is that
1: right? So the expectations are set well for you? Uh, yeah. yeah. So you figured, I love your story, you had a garage full of equipment. <laughs> You're Like, I should be able to
0: leverage this into something besides just giving yeah, it it's a, away. Yeah, it's right? a great model. You know, a lot of uh, people with kids have stuff the kids have outgrown or, no. you know, things they're not using anymore, fitness equipment that was bought with the best of intentions and starts collecting dust and what do you do with it you know so that's the service that we provide is not only selling sporting goods but um offering kind of that easy button for people that just need to get rid of it as opposed to you know having a yard sale or putting it on craigslist or facebook or giving it away Mm -hmm. and so uh we are offer them you know an outlet uh, to get rid of it and Offer cash or about thirty percent more for store credit, which is great for those families that are upgrading. Mm-hmm. You know, the kids outgrow something; they can trade it towards the next size or the next sport. So, been there, done that. Got the consignment from your team.
1: <laughs> uh, expand that commercial a little bit. I mean, you guys sell plenty of new stuff too, correct?
0: Yeah, that's one of the misperceptions with the name played against sports. Is people think it's only used? Actually, only forty percent of our inventory is used, and sixty percent is brand new. Oh, really? With um, you know, vendors that everything that you can find at Dick's or Shields or any of the big box stores, we have over 130 different vendors. So whether it's Nike, Adidas, Under Armour for baseball, it's every one of the baseball manufacturers, every one of the hockey manufacturers. So, yeah, we get brand new stuff. Um, obviously, we have a lot of value shoppers that like uh, the used gear because it's a significant discount and still in great shape. Um but some kids only want that brand new bat or, right. you know, that brand new piece of equipment. And what sets us apart is, you know, that new stuff is the same price at any of the big box stores or online. But ours is the only place that you can create their own discount by trading in the stuff that's yeah outgrown or no longer being used. So yeah. it's a good model. It's kind of teamwork. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we'll take it back as long as you haven't completely destroyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, uh, we inspect everything that comes in to make sure it's in a condition we can sell. Mm-hmm. Um We're pretty picky, so we want to make sure we uh, maintain a high level of the quality of our inventory. So, you know, on average, we're buying about $1,000 a day worth of used gear that's just walking in the front door, Mm. but we pass on quite a bit every day, too, to make sure um, we don't carry junk. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure your customers have a certain expectation, right? Right. And so, um, yeah, it's a great concept, and it's uh, done really well in this market. Um, we got a great location um, in Canfield Plaza. So when we first opened, we were in between Canfield Sporting Goods Mm -hmm. and uh, and the post office. And Canfield's brought us a lot of organic traffic because they were the outdoor outfitters that, uh, you know, dad would go there looking for some hunting fishing gear, but Johnny needed a bat. Or, um, you know, obviously they did a lot of um, Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. Mm -hmm. And we carried all the team sports, golf, fitness equipment. So... Between the two of us, we could, uh, you know, outfit a, a family with all the things they could also find at Dix or Shields, and, but two independent sporting goods stores. So yeah. that was good synergy. And and now, of course, we have goodwill beside us, uh, which also brings a lot of value shoppers, but um, also people that are donating stuff that we'll give them money for. Yeah. So. yeah. Before I forget, let me go back to something that you said earlier.
1: When you are researching... What, why did you, why were you looking? What attracted you to franchising? Why why look at the franchising route?
0: Well, there's no way I would have been able to open up just Messina's Sporting Goods. I just wouldn't even know where to start. Again, no retail background, no business degree. So, the franchise model gave me the template and the model um, for so much of the basis of the business. You know, obviously the model being buy, sell, trade, and and how they do that, and you know our, our inventory management and point of sale system and you know, the training that they provided and the resources and the vendor relationships, you know, individual vendors like, you know, insurance and marketing and all those mm-hmm. behind the scenes stuff, plus all of our hard good vendors with, you know, Rawlings and Easton and Bauer. You know, um, if I was to open up my own store, I might not be able to get an account with some of those. Okay. Just not having that experience. Well, not only was I able to get an account, but I could get like the best terms and the best rates on all that inventory that um I wouldn't have been able to otherwise so uh the franchise uh was a good model uh, for me initially makes a lot of sense now I don't know Messina's sporting goods I can see that it kind of (laughs) rolls off the tongue yeah I just I wouldn't (laughs) have been able to get to where I'm at um sure right now so quick so it uh, it took off right away and plus the benefit obviously is the brand recognition a lot of people may remember that there had been three in Omaha many years ago Mm -hmm. um most recent uh, 78th and Dodge store closed about 13 years ago. So there's a 6-year gap where there wasn't in Omaha. It mm-hmm. uh, wasn't a a, a played again sports in Omaha, but a lot of the parents that went there as kids remember the sure. brand and now come back and are are uh, you know shopping there for their kids. Yeah, so the brand power worked for you even if there wasn't at the moment a local presence. Right. Nice. Right. And, of course, with military or people that have moved here from around the country, there's about 300 stores across the U.S. and Canada, so a lot of people are familiar with the brand. Yep. Yep. Speaking of military, having gone through,
1: you're about to complete the entire cycle, right? Transitioning out of the military into business ownership and now getting ready to sell. Could you share any advice you would give to – other active
0: military or soon to be or recent veterans who are right. thinking about doing their own thing? Um, as you know, both of us speak at Boots to Business, talking sure. to folks that are transitioning out. And one of the biggest things I always tell them is if you're going to get into your own business, make sure it's something you're passionate about because at the beginning it can be all consuming, taking up all your time and all your thought. And what you know, you wake up in the morning um, thinking about and do all day long and what, you know, wakes you up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be hard to give it that level of effort unless it's something that you're really passionate about. Um, there are franchises out there that you can maybe make a lot of money, you know, but if it's not something you're going to be able to give that level of effort, it may not be as successful. So um, that's a big one. The other thing I tell people is have an exit strategy before you ever start. You know, yeah. again, I had that conversation this morning with the gentleman that's thinking about buying a plate against sports franchise um, in another market, Uh, not competition. So um, (laughs) I was glad to share with him, you know, kind of all my, um, all the things that I've learned over the last years, good and bad. And, um, you know, whether he's going to buy that and and have for 10, 20 years and pass on to his kids, or he's going to, you know, sell at some point or, you know, there's, there's multiple exit strategies as you know. And so it's just, I tell people to have that in mind before they ever get started. And mine was to sell in the seven to 10 year part, uh, mm-hmm. um, time, pl- frame. time frame. Thank you. And, uh, and that's really where I'm at. I, like I said, it just, uh, seven and a half years. And in a year and a half, uh, I will have completely transitioned ownership over to my manager who's been with me since day one. And, uh, that's a, a great plan that we came up with. Um, with help of some other professionals, uh, yeah. Nebraska Business Development Center, and then uh, business brokers and, and lawyers, of course, and accountants that have helped us kind of come up with that plan, where he can take over ownership, and then I'll have some passive income for years afterwards as well. So um, that's
1: got to be a yeah, great feeling that
0: one of your very first employees has been with you since the beginning. Yep, is is getting to take over the ownership role. Yeah, it's a it's really a win win. Um, for both of us, you know, for him to be able to buy uh, a business with effectively no money down, uh-huh. and um, for me, um, the legacy of Messina Enterprises, my LLC, continues on, yeah. and uh, that's a benefit for him because all the accounts are in, in, in that name and makes it a lot easier. Um, <laughs> yes, it does. And then for me, like I said, the uh, the passive income after mm-hmm. the fact uh, is kind of nice as well. So yeah, a win win, like you say, absolutely. And thank
1: you for the advice on, uh, you know, building that exit strategy. Way too often folks underestimate that.
0: And it it takes a long time to affect that process. You know, it's something that I probably started four uh, years ago Mm -hmm. and uh, chatting with people and uh, specifically uh, my manager and we weren't sure how it was going to work. And so it took time to go through these steps and, you know, what you don't want to do is be at that point where you have to sell and don't have a plan because then you're stuck with, you know, the fire sale or liquidation and um, really not get the value that it's worth uh, kind of on the open market. Good point. So it's no different um, than selling a house, right? Be prepared for it. Yeah, absolutely. this is a really big house Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> because it does affect the way you run the business and the way you um, have your tax write-offs and, and so forth um, to, to show greater cash flow and so sure. forth. So, Yeah, yeah.
1: So I asked you the question that you were probably expecting, which is the one about you know, advice to folks that are transitioning out of military. Let me flip that a little bit, and I'll, I'll uh, preface it with this. You know, the franchising industry isn't new to the value of veterans or folks with military experience coming into ownership in franchising – Something like 13% or 1 in 7 of all the local franchises out there are owned by somebody with military experience or as a veteran. That said, there's always more that can be learned. So my question to you is, what advice would you give franchisors about how best to work with veterans or folks who have military experience and are transitioning into potentially their franchise system.
0: I um, hadn't really thought much about that. Um, I know some franchise offer a discount for veterans, which saving money is always a nice benefit. Yeah, the VetFran um, program. benefit. Yep. Um, but, you know, maybe engaging uh, some of the veteran organizations and uh, letting them know, because obviously there's a, a lot of organizations out there that support transitioning uh, veterans. Mm-hmm. So uh, probably, in, I would say, engaging those organizations so that they can, uh, the, the members that are transitioning out are, are aware of uh, yeah. those sources.
1: Yeah, just gaining knowledge about what folks are working through. Absolutely. And thanks for mentioning VetFran. So Vet for the audience, org is a phenomenal program that, um, is an opt-in for franchise organizations that franchise organizations actually developed after the first Gulf War and, and wanted to provide incentives for veterans to join their franchise systems. And so some of those are financial incentives, like you say, discounts on the initial franchise fee. And some of those are just additional help and support. So they might go to an experienced franchisee like you and say, can you provide some mentorship at our cost to this new veteran franchisee that's coming into the organization. So I'm glad you brought that up. If you take nothing away from this and you're somebody thinking about transitioning into franchise ownership with military background, vetfran.org.
0: That's great advice.
1: Well, and, and it was really easy for me to segue into it because you're the one that remembered to say it. So thanks, Rich.
0: (laughs) What's next for you? Well, um, over time I'm transitioning out, uh, giving more and more (laughs) responsibility to, my manager who runs day-to-day operations, but he needs to learn the back end of the business. And so I'm um, bringing him more up to speed on, you know, the bookkeeping and, and things that my wife and I do, um, engaging and networking the community and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and then he's training the manager, the assistant manager to take his job and and so on down yeah. the line. so we have some time with our kind of core four that, um, you know, we can affect this transition in a smooth and orderly process, as opposed to you know, I'm, I'm out. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, certainly, I wouldn't want that, especially you know, with some risk on the back end. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we're um, in the process of uh, building our retirement home up in Montana, and uh, between my military retirement and, and selling this and a couple other businesses that I have on the side, it'll be. Uh, Nice to go up there and uh, be a ski bum and, and enjoy all the uh, recreational opportunities that Montana has to provide. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on that. Thanks.
1: I would say that's probably the ultimate endorsement for somebody thinking about getting into business ownership from
0: the military. You can affect that outcome. So, And that's a, one of the benefits of having that military retirement is, uh, you know, when I set up my business plan and went to the banker with the plan and I thought even if – You know, we don't make any money the first year. Between my retirement pay and my wife's pay, we'd at least be able to get by and pay the bills. Um, You know, fortunately, it took off right away and started to become profitable really early and uh, was able to have my wife come to work uh, with me and, you know, keep the books and pay the bills and kind of keep me out of trouble on all the minutiae I'm not as good with, and and she's (laughs) great at, so uh, that's been... It's been a blessing having her on my team and, and supportive of me throughout this whole process because without that, it, it would have been a challenge. I bet. I bet. Well, I'm glad it all worked out for you,
1: and I really appreciate you sharing your experiences, not just the good ones, but the reality of what it looks like. So, And by the way, thank you for creating, recreating Play It Again Sports in Omaha, which has become a cornerstone for a lot of families, including my own.
0: Yeah, well, you know, our first literally year, two years, every day I'd have somebody come into the store, and it's like, oh, thanks for bringing this back, you know. And so clearly that's, uh, you know, endorsement of the model. They, You know, they were familiar with it, and uh, it continues to grow. And, uh, you know, a year and a half ago, even during COVID, we expanded the business, got in some new retail space, uh, put in some golf simulators, put in an indoor training facility, you know, the batting cages that we rent out for baseball and softball practice, soccer and lacrosse right. practice. And so getting that new space from our new landlord, Goodwill, has been a win-win. Um, one, we're getting more space to for for retail, bringing in more product. Yeah. And two, creating some new revenue streams, which is what we're always looking for besides just buying and selling sporting goods. You know, increasing the services we offer, um, rental of the space, rental of equipment, um so you know, that's another plug obviously is um renting kayaks and stand up paddle boards and, and things like that for the summertime. So um yeah, the growth has been great and we're now I think primed for uh the you know continuation of that growth to go, yeah. to come. So We're being adaptable and forward thinking, which sounds
1: like something you learned in the military.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. We're, you know, constantly uh, thinking long term, you know, how is it we're going to grow slowly over time. So there's some things that, you know, I've seen other store owners just kind of jump into without a plan. And, you know, some of them have taken off and others have failed. And that's one of the things I do a lot is spending a lot of time talking to other owners and managers more so than my franchise or because they're the ones that are in the business day to day and finding out what products or processes have worked well for them or even more valuable is what products or processes has, haven't worked and, and not go down that route. Yeah. And so, um, you know, not reinventing the wheel and uh, kind of reinvesting in our business and growing the categories that are, our bread and butter and um, it's, uh, it's continued to do well. So fantastic.
1: We're going to wrap it up there. Okay. Rich Messina, owner of Play It Again Sports in Omaha, thank you so much for being here with us yeah, today. Yeah, it was my pleasure yeah, to chat absolutely. with you today, so thank you. I don't care if it sounds cliche, I'm going to say it. Thank you for your service to the country. Uh, you make it possible, the sacrifices that you and your comrades have made make it possible for us to do things like this. So
0: It was my pleasure to serve, so thank you. Thank you.
1: And thanks to all of you for joining us for another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide. If you're looking for played against Again Sports in Omaha, it's near 84th and Center, or you can just hit Playagainsports.com.
0: right? PlayItAgainSportsOmaha.com. Play
1: Omaha.com. There, we got an extra plug in. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're looking for information on being a Play against Again Sports franchisee or anything else on franchising, just hit that QR code on your screen. We'll get your contact info and we'll get you the answers that you need. Speaking of that, don't hold this podcast as a secret. Right? So, subscribe and forward and share our podcast with those that you think would benefit from it. Appreciate you being with us today, and we'll see you again on another episode of The Heartland Franchise Guy.
0: Ahoda Media Production.